Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of April 1st through April 7th, 2013. Vulnerability activity for the period remained at expected levels. Highlights for the period include an update for Mozilla Firefox, the Microsoft Advanced Notification for April 2013, and research on the Apache Dark Leech malware hijacking. Mozilla released Firefox 20, correcting 11 security vulnerabilities and updates for Thunderbird and SeaMonkey. Other security advisories and software updates were released for multiple vulnerabilities in OpenStack, PostgreSQL, Puppet Labs Puppet, and the Sophos Web Protection Appliance. Darkleach attacks have successfully targeted an estimated 20,000 websites running Apache Web Server in the past few weeks, including prominent websites such as the LA Times in February and a blog for the hard drive manufacturer Seagate in March. Reports indicate that Darkleach attacks have been ongoing since at least August 2012. Darkleach is an exploitation toolkit that could aid an unauthenticated remote attacker to inject malicious software in a targeted system. Additional information concerning the attacks is available in a Cisco security blog post. A researcher's blog post reported the identification of an open FTP server in Taiwan that allegedly contained the source code to the AMI UEFI BIOS utility uh, by an unnamed manufacturer. Coupled with the source code, a, a private signing key was also found that could allow a malicious attacker, attacker to create a modified version of the BIOS that would appear to have originated from a valid source. AMI responded that the signing key is a default test key and instructed customers to change the key before building it into a production environment. The key reported lost was an AMI private key that could not be utilized to create a malicious firmware image for those devices. Cisco released security notices for uh, cross-site scripting vulnerabilities in Cisco Connected Grid Network Management System and a denial-of-service vulnerability in Cisco Tivoli Business Service Manager. Concerning ICS SCADA activity, a new Mitsubishi MX ActiveX Control Buffer Overflow Arbitrary Code Execution vulnerability uh, is another vulnerability that could have a far-reaching impact on multiple critical infrastructure sectors. Cisco Applied Security Intelligence has released additional recommendations in an Applied Mitigation Bulletin. Two noteworthy reports were released last week, the TrustWave 2013 Global Security Report Preview and the FireEye Advanced Threat Report. IntelliShield published 135 events last week, 70 new events and 65 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the legal risk management category. A recent finding reported by the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC, found that only a small number of companies were reporting cyber attack risks and compromises in their SEC filings. Another report found that the lack of SEC reporting could be the result of the company's hiring law firms, uh, who hire the technical and forensics experts to investigate possible compromises and attacks. Hiring the law firm allows the companies to keep the information regarding the compromise or attack confidential by claiming attorney-client privilege. 
While this practice appears to be widely used by large companies and has not been legally challenged by the organizations uh, such as SEC, it does limit the available availability of information for the larger community concerning these attacks. These large attacks and compromises seldom occur in a bubble. You know, uh, the attacks could have far-reaching impacts on other companies and organizations who could benefit from the details that could identify or prevent attacks on their companies. Information sharing across the business and government security community continues to be limited due to several factors, including this confidentiality example. And next in the trust risk management category, Several organizations have raised security concerns to ICANN uh, concerning the pending release of new generic top-level domains, uh, GTLD, planned for April 23rd of 2013. ICANN has responded to many of the security concerns and is considering additional security controls. They also commented that the planned release will not see a flood of the new domains registered and released. ICANN also responded that it will continue to work with the registrars and others to address security issues. The planned and scheduled public release of GTLD domains has been through extensive review with many security issues addressed in current publications. While the concerns of the registrars and others involved in the rollout are legitimate, the ICANN plans to proceed cautiously with a controlled rollout, addressing additional security issues as they're identified. One major concern is what impact will the GTLDs pose to those who currently hold domains and protecting those domains and trademarks? Many are concerned or currently planning to register multiple new domains to protect their existing domains and trademarks, which could be very expensive. Many organizations already perform similar practices to prevent typosquatting domain registrations. Typosquatting directs customers to websites as a result of incorrectly entering the domain name. All organizations should be aware of these new domains, assess the risks to their organizations and customers, and closely monitor registration of the new domains to prevent infringements. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category. In the past week, individuals claiming affiliation with the Anonymous Hacker Collective disrupted several official North Korean websites. They also attacked Twitter and Flickr accounts owned by the North Korean government. Hackers claim to have taken 15,000 personal records from a North Korean news site and posted many of them online. Further examinations suggest the aforementioned claim to be untrue. The hackers, coupled with conflicting claims of responsibility, posted various demands and insist that they oppose all oppressive governments, including the United States. Activist hackers will find it challenging to steal North Korean user information or hack into North Korean accounts. Ironically, North Korea is well insulated from cyber attacks because its network has few portals to the internet. In contrast, South Korea is one of the most wired nations on Earth, making it far more vulnerable. Involving amateur hackers and sensitive global confrontations adds a new and unpredictable element to old-fashioned saber-rattling. In this case, when one of the players is an erratic, isolated, nuclear-armed nation, uh, the hackers run the risk of creating a miscalculation that military analysts fear. Internet-intelligent governments may understand the habits of hacktivists, but the hope is that Kim Jong-un and his advisors are wiser given the recent embarrassment when they assumed that an article by The Onion that named the North Korean leader the sexiest man was authentic. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. 
Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.